The podcast uh, website is live, the Curiosity Chamber Podcast.com. Hope to see you guys on there. And without further ado, let's get into this next guest. And we are live. Award winning author Stephen Hawley Martin will enthrall listeners with insights about the true nature of reality, the afterlife, and reincarnation. And the word enthrall, I did not know what that means. So that's why I reached out to you. So you can explain that one to me. Enthrall. Well, it's, I'm glad to be here, Jay. Thanks for having me. Enthrall, I guess, it gets you really wrapped up so that you are paying close attention. I was enthralled about the word enthralled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for being here. Um, you know, there's there's probably like a 37% chance that I'm actually going to perish during this podcast because I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten yet. Um, oh my gosh, what time is it where you are? Yeah, it's 7.34 where I'm at. I know you're uh, East Coast, 8.34, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you have dinner at 8 normally, I guess. Yeah, right around there. And uh, I feel like I might go belly up, but that makes for the best conversations. So we're going to we're gonna see what we can do here. Uh, I guess my first question for you is, how do you feel about human taxidermy? Tax? You mean going to the morgue and, and stuffing people full of some kind of um, alcohol or whatever it is they mm-hmm. bomb people with? Oh, that's think- exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it much, except that I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. I, I've already told my wife, if I go before she does, to have me cremated and spread my ashes over the James River, where I've lived most of my life and where I grew up swimming in the river. Yeah, okay. That Well, that seems romantic. Um, I'm just, I was, I was on the ride home. I have a motorcycle and I was riding home. And I'm just like, if I get blasted by a car or a train, like... Does it make, like, how do you, how do we know that the correct way to do it is to be buried or to be cremated, you know? Well, you know, uh, I guess Christianity, and, and I'm a Christian, I believe Jesus was, uh, you know, came to tell us uh, how we should live. Of course, we're not following his instructions very well, but uh, the thing about it is, at least back in the day, Christianity had the idea that everybody was going to rise, you know, out of the grave at judgment time. You've seen those paintings from the Middle Ages, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I guess the idea was if you if you had your body cremated, you you wouldn't be able to do that. So that's why, you know, that's why we're still doing it. It's just, just so sort of. So a, that's why you're doing it, huh? <laughs> so, well, you know, the thing of it is, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a new body when you rise again from the dead. Okay. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. But that one that's been sitting down there for a couple of centuries, not going to be too good anyway. You know, I mean, exactly. No, I'm with you. I I was just curious that maybe if, if it was legal, I would, I would go the taxidermy route and just have me stuffed and kept in my son's room or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that kind of sounds like, what was that movie? Uh, Psycho. Yeah. Where the lady was in the rocking chair. Yeah, like I, should, I should go see a shrink or something. <laughs> oh my lord. I, I totally forgot about that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. So l- let me ask you what your credentials are before we, we dive deep. I know uh offline we were talking about metaphysics and that's kind of your wheelhouse, but I, I want to get some of your um 
your credentials and the listeners so they know exactly who you are and what, what you're bringing to the table before we jump into this. Yeah, well, I'll give you a brief autobiography, I guess. Please. I uh, uh, spent most of my life in the advertising business and I had a lot of fun doing that. But uh, back when I was about 25 years, 25, 26, I had what is commonly called a near-death experience. It was a very brief one. Uh, I won't go into a lot of deal, detail about it happened, but how it happened, but to say that uh, I was lying in my bed and things were spinning around and I really felt horrible. And all of a sudden, and I felt like I was just, my chest was swelling up. And suddenly it was sort of like I just popped out and everything was calm. And I, I kind of looked around and I saw my body down on the bed and it was just looked like roadkill down there. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Now, up until, up, oh, no. Up, up until that point, Jay, I had been brought up in a, a pretty much of a scientific materialist kind of home where people thought that if you couldn't see it under a microscope, it didn't exist. And so... I uh, didn't, I thought I was my body up until then. And then I looked out and I realized, hey, hey, wait a minute. That's my body down here and I'm up here. So I'm not my body. So that's what started me on this, uh, on this journey that I've been on now for quite some time. And uh, after that, I, I tried to find out everything I could about metaphysics and what the true nature of reality was. I, I joined what's called the Rosicrucian Order, the Rosy Cross, the Rosicrucian Order. And the Rosicrucians, which are headquartered now in Jose, California, it's a, it's a society of uh, people who study metaphysics. And they have a whole course you can go through. Uh, at the time that I did it, it was a, it was a kind of a mail order course. But I went through all their their uh, literature and studied and took exams and went from what's called a novice to an adept. Is about... metaphysics commonly known? I want to, if it's not, I want you to, um, to go ahead and explain to people what metaphysics is for the listeners. I don't know if that's a common used word or not. I have no idea. Well, I'll try to explain as best I can. Uh, physics, if you ever took that in school, is the study of, of matter and how it behaves. You know, what What was the guy's name? Uh, Bill Isaac Nye, the science guy? I, well, him, but I was thinking <laughs> Isaac, Isaac <laughs> Newton. As far as I got. <laughs> Isaac Newton is the guy who figured ah. out, you know, that uh, at, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction and all things like that. Well, that's physics. Metaphysics, meta means more than or beyond physics. So what what is metaphysics is the study of what is beyond the physical, which scientific materialists like my parents would say there is nothing beyond the material. But the reality is that the physical world had to come from somewhere. And where it came from is uh, the metaphysical world, what is beyond the physics, the spiritual world, the world of mind. To me, and certainly what the Rosicrucians believe, and I hope I'm not betraying their trust here with this, because you could find this out anywhere, probably. But what's beyond the physical is uh, what I call mind. Every, we are part of one mind, 
uh, that is having what might be compared to a dream, and we're characters within this dream. And we, it may look like we're separate from everything else, that we're enclosed, encapsulated in our bodies, that there's that uh, we're here and you're there and I'm here and you're over there. But the fact of the matter is we're all part of this one mind. There is no such thing as material substance in the way that most people think of it. It's If you ask any quantum physicist, everything is energy. Everything yeah. is vibration. Molecules and atoms and all that are just little vibrating things that uh, that vibrate at different rates and form what looks like solid stuff, but just like my voice is going through the air into this computer and you're hearing it uh, a thousand miles away, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff that's not physical. You know, radio waves aren't physical. Um, TV waves aren't the internet. The, the Wi-Fi that you're hooked to is stuff going through the air. Well, um, Back when people developed the idea that all that exists is material substance, they didn't have radio. They didn't have Wi-Fi. They didn't think that things could go through the air, that they were there were non-physical, their non-physical energy existed out there that you couldn't see. And so we're still holding, many people at least, are still holding on to that idea that all that exists is physical reality and that we're uh, we're bodies that, and and we're like uh, robots that have uh, a computer-like brain that creates our thoughts and our awareness. When no scientist anywhere yet has been able to figure out how the brain creates consciousness, because the brain does not create consciousness, the brain is a receiver of consciousness, like uh, your radio or your cell phone is a receiver of the signals that come from somewhere some tower somewhere far away it's just a tool of yeah. some sort right we're we're our bodies are really kind of i compare them to uh i compare them to like a a diving suit that allows a diving suit allows you to operate under the water and walk around and do whatever you swim under the water Whereas your body allows you to operate in this particular reality, which is only one of many, many realities. It's a very dense reality. And you get you come here through your mother's womb, you know, and you you grow a body. And by the time you're about 18 or 19, you pretty much got it, got it completed. Crazy question that always goes through my mind is, well, there's multiple crazy questions. And by the way, when you were just speaking, you blew my mind. And I, I was about to end the podcast just because of some of the things you were saying. That It's so complex. I was about to push stop and just go take a nap or something. This is it's like, it's, it's so complex. It's so crazy to like, you've spent probably years digging into this stuff. Absolutely. And, yeah. And to be hearing it, like for the average listener, how how could they possibly comprehend? You know what I mean? Well, if you've if you thought all along, you know, through your whole life that you're your body, then yeah, it's a, probably a pretty startling thing to hear that you're not your body. You're a, you're a, a spiritual being who is eternal, who is having a temporary physical experience, 
And it's something you've probably had hundreds, if not thousands of times. Reincarnation is a real thing. I'm kind of, uh, that's the kind of the camp that I'm in as well with the reincarnation. I, I do believe that. I, I, don't, I haven't fully subscribed yet. I mean, I'm still, the way I see it is I'm still young and I'm still, I'm still trying to like collect data and see where I end up. So I'm very open-minded to a lot of things. But the question that I was going to ask you um, that is constantly repeated in my mind is what was I before I was that little sperm that went into an egg? Like what, what were those moments <laughs> when I was just nothing, you know? You, like, you were, you, uh, Jay, you were never just nothing. You have always been and you will always be. You are a bundle of energy that's conscious. And when you when that egg and the sperm got together your consciousness decided this is an opportunity for me to come back into the world into the physical dimension and maybe learn some stuff that i haven't learned or experience some things that i haven't experienced before i really see the earth as a school that we come to uh not just to you know play football or basketball or whatever but also to learn things i mean we have fun or we have hard times when we're here, but all of it contributes to our growth and evolution. And that's what every one of us is about. We're all evolving. That's what life does. It's it, what's been doing, what has been happening on earth since uh, I think something like 3.77 billion years ago, life has been evolving. And uh, when you got here, you, since you've been here first, whenever it was a couple hundred thousand years ago, maybe, You've been evolving over and over again uh, through uh, subsequent reincarnations. Uh, Damn! <laughs> I guess when I'm when I'm reincarnated again, I think the first words I should learn is "I'm sorry, mom." <laughs> here, I <am. laughs> here I am again. That's sorry. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's a unit up at the University of Virginia. I'm I'm in Virginia and in Richmond, Virginia. And up in Charlottesville, about 70 miles away, there's the University of Virginia, and they have a medical school. And in that University of Virginia medical school, there is a department, actually it's called a division, called the Division of Perceptual Studies. And it was founded in 1967. And it was founded by a guy named Ian Stevenson, who... Since 1962, he died in 2007. Since in 1962, he started uh, studying the children's memories of past lives. Oh, I love this stuff. I love this topic. I'll ask yeah. my kid. I have a six-year-old, and uh -huh. I, I always ask him about his previous life. I'm like, so what were you doing before you were born? Were you in heaven? Like He, he tells me that he was waiting in line. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's 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 probably he's telling you the truth, and but not every kid remembers a past life. Some of them do, but I'll tell you what: the University of Virginia now has over two thousand five hundred cases that they've studied. Lord, and well over half of them, they say they have quote solved unquote, which means they have found uh, the individual that the child. Yeah said he was, according to their name and what they did for a living and where they lived and who they were maybe married to and the children they had and the friends. And so uh, last time I talked to the head of the what's called the Division of Perceptual Studies, his name is Jim B. Uh, 
Jim Beam? No. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah, no, not Jim Beam. Jim Beam Tucker. He's, yeah, okay. a, he's, a, he's a child psychiatrist. Uh, he said at that time, it's been a while since I talked to him. I, I used to have a podcast, uh, Jay, and I, I've interviewed well over 100 people who are studying these things, like children's memories of past lives and near-death experiences. I've uh, interviewed quantum physicists. I've interviewed people who are studying the paranormal. They're uh, people who go into haunted houses with all kinds of equipment and, you know, and find the spirits, all that. I've interviewed all those people. But anyway, the University of Virginia has more than 2,500 cases, well over half of which have been quote unquote solved. And they've also, that same division of perceptual studies is also studying and has been for quite some time, uh, near-death experiences, near-death survivors, who uh, people who say they died and they've come back, you know, to tell the tale. And they've all, they also study what's called um, <clears throat> terminal lucidity, where someone who uh, is maybe has Alzheimer's or some sort of dementia or goes into a coma and really is not lucid for some period of time. That's right what I'm be- interested in. Yeah. yeah. Right before they die, many of them, will become lucid and have a conversation with their family or their relatives, whoever's around, uh, you know, and it could last anywhere from 10 minutes to, to a few hours, and then they die. And their theory is that what happens when the brain is, the brain is what is not receiving things, right? Because it's messed up. Mm, yeah. But when the dot, when they die, the brain uh, lets go of the, uh, consciousness and the person is able to be is lucid becomes lucid for a short period of time before they do finally you know pass pass away what do you feel about psychedelics because i what you're saying right now like you're allowing the brain to to kind of let go i feel like some psychedelics have the ability to do that as well well uh more and more that is becoming something that people realize that that scientists realize you know the fact that it's not that the brain creates that psychedelic uh, experience. Yeah. The brain lets the consciousness, lets more consciousness through. Oh, yeah. See what, see what the brain does. It's not only a receiver of consciousness. It is like a transformer that, that kind of dumbs you down. It's like, yeah. because yeah. if everything, if you allowed everything in that's going on around you, especially if you're driving down the road, you'd crash because that's it's so funny you said that because <laughs> I was literally just thinking that the other day I was like, I was hyper aware and I was, okay. So I microdose on, um, on mushrooms every now and again. Uh-huh. And the other day I took a microdose and I was just sitting in traffic and I'm like, if I allowed every single thing in my, my vision to come in like the plane of field to come in, I would go insane there. Like I would explode. There's no way that I can handle that. Exactly. So that's what the brain does. It allows you to operate in this reality, but it also dumbs you down. And uh, when, when it, (laughs) when you give it psychedelics, it opens up and lets more stuff in, you know, and that's when you, you know, people see ghosts or, or whatever. (laughs) I mean, I've never, taken LSD or any of those kind of drugs. I, back in 
the 70s when I was young, I uh, I did uh, smoke some marijuana now and then. Right <laughs> but, now. <laughs> but, but everybody did. So, you know, but uh, it doesn't create that kind of, it, it does change your perception of things, no question. But it, yeah, it, does, it like changes the dial on the radio a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it definitely opens things up some. But not like those drugs you're talking about over mushrooms or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. That so that yeah that that's what people are finally coming to realize. And it's, of course, those sort of psychedelics have been used for thousands of years by uh, by you know like uh, the Indians and the the different cultures that uh, became very you know. Uh, they all had witch doctors or what's called shaman who would take the drugs and yeah. talk to the ancestors or whatever, and get guidance from them. So it was very common up until uh, I guess something in the thirties or so when in the United States and other Western countries, we started cracking down on their use, but you know, Coca-Cola uh, when it was invented back in the 19th century was, had cocaine in it. That's why it's called Coca-Cola. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and it was invented to be a uh, remedy for uh, hangover. You, you drank a Coke in the morning and you felt a whole lot better because it had cocaine in it. <laughs> but, well, yeah. I mean, geez, you talk about an economic boom. Shit was getting done back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People were building skyscrapers in like three weeks. <laughs> you know, it's great. You don't need no safety harness. <laughs> Yeah, like, do you know that the uh, Pentagon was built in like four months or something? A huge, huge is that right? Yeah, right at the beginning of World War II, and now you can't get get anything done in less than ten years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bring back the regular Coca Cola recipe. We'll get shit done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. With the, uh, I'm so curious to. To when, if if we're so lucky to be on a deathbed and you're able to fully feel and be um, submerged in death, I guess, like the chemicals that are being released in your mind and what kind of feelings and emotions and what you see. And, but, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because how long does that last for? You know, before you, you you check, please, and you're on to the, the next life or whatever happens. Well, there's a time between lives. One of the interesting things about children who remember past lives is that uh, I th that many of, most of them, I think uh, Dr. Tucker told me that the average time between lives for a child that remembers his previous life is 15 months. Now. That and nine of that, of course, is while the mom is pregnant. Uh, so well, true. Good point. <laughs> so, uh, so they they come back very quickly. The ones who remember, but that is not normal. Most, uh, according to the Rosicrucians, again, I'm going to spill some of their secrets. According to the Rosicrucians, the average span uh, between lives, between birth and rebirth is 140 years. So if you spend uh, 70 years on this planet in a human body, you're going to spend 70 years on the other side doing whatever you do over there before you come back. 
So I feel like I, the other side is better. Well, I think the other side is, you know, is all reports, at least by people who have come back from uh, from being dead, from the near-death experiencers say that it's like, you know, wonderful love and, you know, you feel great over there. There are some people who have hell-like experiences, but they're rare. Well, and, it, it kind of seems like it's heaven and hell right now. Like when you when you die, you go back to this heavenly place, and then when you're born... I guess it depends on on what you're born into in in this realm, right? Well, let's. What? I will. I agree that life is typically very difficult, but that's why you come here because the way you learn and evolve is by facing difficult situations and dealing with them and overcoming them. You know, anybody who has had a has gone through a rough time. Most people will tell you when they come out on the other side, they're a better person because of it, because of what they went through and had to deal with. They did, hated it at the time, of course, but then looking back on it, they realize how they grew from that. And so that's what life is about. It's about uh, coming into this reality where things are difficult, uh, it, it's been said that this is this earth is probably the most difficult reality that anybody can come to and dealing with problems that come up and situations and grief and, you know, financial problems, all the things that can happen here. But yet we grow as a result of it. We learn, we evolve. And that's what life is about. Life is about evolution. There's a whole uh, cir- you know, the circle of life, as you, as they say. And- you know what's interesting is that, like, I was just reading something the other day, and it said that nothing has has meaning unless you give it value. You have to give it value for it to be meaningful. Like, if you just went around this earth a blank slate, nothing means anything. Like, well, it's to the human that that make, gives it a value. Yeah, I think if you if you believe that only material substance exists and that you are a robot-like creation that is going to be, you know, end when the plug is pulled, you know, like the vacuum cleaners going, and you pull the plugs. (laughs) Well, if that's the way it is with you as a human and when, and there's nothing but nothingness afterwards, then there, then you would have to become, uh, you know, a nihilist, someone who thinks that there's no there's no reason for here. It's just a bunch of life is a bitch and then you die. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. And, but that's not true. And pe- people who think that need to read some of my books, for God's sake. Read and some I, of your books or stay the hell away from me. I don't need that negativity in my life. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the reasons I write these books because I think there are a lot of people who. Uh, need to find out that there is a reason for living. There is a purpose for life. We all have a, we all made the choice to come here. We could have stayed on the other side, but maybe we got tired of all the love and everything over there because we wanted to come and, and experience and, you know, have an adventure life. It's like uh, the hero's adventure where you, you leave the home and you go out and you, you know, fight the dragons and you go into the belly of the whale and you get out and then you, you come back at a knowing more at a higher level of understanding than when you left. And that's what life is about. Life is a hero's adventure. Sometimes I will catch myself thinking about that stuff too. I'll just be like, why did I put 
three quarters into that machine and play this game right now <laughs> when stuff gets <laughs> when stuff gets hard in, in uh in this realm this reality mm-hmm. yeah. why did i choose to put that on why am i well, here <laughs> well that's why you're here to face that stuff and overcome it and of course yeah. you know there's a thing called karma where you know you reap what you sow and did you see the movie uh <clears throat> groundhog's day oh yeah bill murray yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> to me, that is a per- perfect metaphor for what life is about. You keep facing the same situations over and over till you finally get it through your head and handle them right. And once you do, you can go on to other things you're going to face over and over again till you get it right. Stephen, that- I wrote, I wrote a, uh, a like a um, a comedy about this exact thing that you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, you like sometimes you can tell that this is the first time a person is a person from how terrible they drive. Like, oh, they're 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 new here. Okay, let's, let's give them a break. All right, all right. Like stuff like that. Like you can tell someone's first time. Yeah, yeah they call it young souls and old souls, and the young souls mess up a lot. Yeah, but the, yeah. But the fact like, that I've been here before. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've been here a number of times, and I'll probably be here a number more times. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> because I'm still learning and trying to get it right, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, actually, there is no such thing as a young soul and an old soul. We're all the same age. The only difference is that some of us have incarnated more times, and therefore we've learned more. And others have held back because they're chicken to come. Well, I, I tell you what, I don't trust that Tom Cruise character because he looks like a damn vampire. He hasn't aged a bit. Right. Yeah. So, how does he do that? I I, yeah, how does he do that? What round is he on? He like. <laughs> do you believe in vampires or anything like? Maybe not vampires specifically, but anything that's not uh, humanoid. I guess like something underlying. There's always there's a lot of conspiracies and talks. You know, like. Some politicians are lizards or something like that, you know? <laughs> well, no, I think that there are people who are totally out for themselves, which you you could classify as evil, but, uh, you know, who don't, who don't have a conscience that, you know, these serial killers, for example, True. you know, I mean, they obviously feel no remorse or, or compassion for anybody but themselves. So that does exist, but as far as non-human people, I think there have may have been times in the very distant past when, from when entities from other planets came here, and uh, you know there are a lot of legends about that within, with you know like the Mayans and the uh, Samaritans and people who uh, say these gods came from the sky and things like that. Taught you know they're. There's the idea that Ra, the god in uh, Egypt, came from wherever he came from and told him how to build a pyramid. You know, that kind of stuff may have happened. I don't think it's going on now, but maybe it is. Who knows? Have you heard of the Adunaki? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, that's yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Anunnaki or, came down and used humans for slaves to do what they you know do whatever it I think is it was like to uh to mine gold and they, yeah, they come back and, like yeah gold. exactly yeah all right so and also bred humans to you know have more bodies that work better and things like that 
yeah. deep you want, how deep you want to go tonight? <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, I, I'm not really into all that too much, but I am. I am very interested in ancient civilizations. I don't think that uh, we have just developed uh, civilization in the last whatever five thousand years since the Mesopotamia. I think, I think we had two times that. I think that we go way back, but that natural disasters, you know, meteors, the ice age. When the ice age ended uh, 12,000 years ago, it created all these floods because the, the the ice caps were all over North America, most of it. Let uh, me ask you real quick. Do you think at one time, this is this on the same topic, do you think at one time that Earth was completely like an, an ice cube, the whole entire thing? I haven't seen that, but there was certainly ice all the way down into, well, if you, if you know the United States where, where there are stone walls where farmers had pulled up rocks from the fields and, you know, stacked them up and made walls out of them, that part of Pennsylvania, for example, that's how far the uh, glaciers from the ice cap from the North Pole came down that far because that, that, those rocks were pushed down here by those, that ice as it formed. And when all that ice melted pretty quickly, uh, first it, it created kind of lakes on t of water on top of the uh, ice. And then when it, uh, the ice melted a little more and opened up, that water came rushing down and caused the floods that are in the myths of practically every religion, certainly the flood in the Bible, but also there are other, you know, other cultures that have the same myth because it really did happen. The the shorelines of the uh, of the continents were 300 feet lower than they are yeah. now, and so there were a lot of things on the coast that just suddenly got covered up with water. I mean, the flood really happened to them and just wiped them out. So I think that there have been civilizations that existed long ago that had been wiped out, that the flood would have been one, but there are uh, geologists are finding uh, where meteors have hit. There was one hit in uh, apparently in Greenland that would have caused, uh, a, wiped out a lot of people back when it happened. I don't remember what the year was, but anyway. So yeah, I think there've been uh, many civilizations before ours probably almost as advanced as ours and Maybe. we could have been we could have been those people we probably were those people but we were still coming back still trying to get it right <laughs> <laughs> still trying to get what do you what do you think happens when you get it right well uh the theories are that eventually we return to the to the source you know god if you want to use that word i don't like to use that word because i think it's misleading people think of god what word do you use i'm just curious you don't have to answer i use, I use infinite mind source that's cool. one mind yeah we're all part of the one mind we're all aspects of it we we all share the same consciousness there's only one consciousness we so think when you our, say one mind is it like now we got to take a, a large step back because this is what I'm envisioning. And I've thought about this as well. I know I keep saying that, but I have. You're like, you're like in my mind. You're like in my mind, Stephen. Um, we're one mind. Okay. So are we like, is Earth and people on Earth just like 
a small speck, a part of a molecule into something much, much, much bigger. Think of like a, uh, like a blood cell in a human body, you know, but space would be that human body, everything out there. And then us being humans would be that little blood cell. Yeah. I think you could look at it that way. Uh, obviously there are trillions of planets, trillion, there are billions of galaxies and trillions of planets and it's pretty to me would be how in the world could this be the only <laughs> rock that life formed on and and, and lived on saying. <laughs> but but i look at it as this way as a it's like a uh one of those russian dolls called that you know oh, fit inside each other called the russian doll yeah well there's a there's a technical name for it or you know but you i got don't know me. what it is but anyway we're that little t- you and i are that little tiny doll down at the bottom and then uh it goes on up to humanity and then it goes to you know on 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 to the whole one mind that we're all part of there's one consciousness that we all share but we think we have own it personally because we have this ego that's been built up since birth and built really since before birth, the many births we've had, we've developed a uh, you know subconscious mind or an unconscious mind, and then we have a conscious mind. So we think we're we own the consciousness, but what we do really is share the consciousness. The one mind sees it all. We just see it from our perspective, from our little place here in the eyes that we're looking out of uh, today, but. We're I the other metaphor I use is we're characters in the dream. You know, when you have a dream at night, you you dream about all those different characters that are in your dream. You know, maybe it's uh, uh, Tom Cruise or whatever is in hey, your dream. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> all these people are in your dream. Get out of my you, dreams. How do you know what I'm dreaming about? <laughs> and And you have a perspective that you're looking from in the dream, but those characters in the dream were created by your mind, weren't they? So, Unfortunately. Yeah, so so the one mind creates all these characters of which we each are one. That's beautiful. Um, it's called a nesting doll as well. Ah, uh, yes. The Russian doll, I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> when, when we're talking about like billions and billions of planet and you had mentioned like it'd be it would seem kind of you know foolish to think that we're the only ones here where do you stand on aliens oh i think there are definitely are other civilizations and and all this talk nowadays about uh, ufos my first job out of out of college <clears throat> i was working at an ad agency in baltimore and uh I had a boss who had been a uh, colonel in the Air Force. Oh, damn. Yeah, and he had been a pilot uh, in the Air Force and achieved the rank of colonel eventually. But he told we were out having drinks after work one day, and he told me about he was flying this uh, transport plane over the Atlantic. He had a crew of, I think, six or seven guys on the plane. He was the pilot. And this orb pulls up beside the cockpit and rides alongside the plane for half an hour 
and all the guys on the plane saw it. And then eventually it just zoomed away to the, you know, off, in a made a right-hand turn, which, you know, they're going, what, four or 500 miles an hour forward, takes a right-hand turn and goes. Well, he, he filed a report about it. All the uh, crew vouched for it. And that was the last he ever heard of it. <laughs> so that kind of thing apparently happens all the time. And the government doesn't want to talk about it because they're afraid, they're afraid, I guess, we're all going to panic that we're going to be invaded by aliens. That's but what I'm truth- upset about. They, they talked about it finally and no one gives a shit. <laughs> no one cares. Well, well, the thing is, I, I think these, these aliens or whoever it is that's visiting us, are much more advanced than we are, and they're not gonna they're they're gonna respect our free will and not mess with us until we reach a point where we are ready for to have contact with them. There's a theory that says that um, that's us in the future. Yeah, well, it could be. I think you know one of the things that you learn in metaphysics is that time is a construct of this dimension that time does not yes it is yes time does not exist in other dimensions everything is all at once tell my boss that (laughs) (laughs) doesn't work so well when i say it when you you mean when you're late for work (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think he is gonna buy it i'm like it's just a contract we made this time doesn't exist yeah (laughs) So actually, all your lives existed once, you know, and probably your soul sees it that way. But uh, or, you know, (laughs) we experience things one at a time in a linear fashion because of this time construct that we're in, this three, actually four dimensional reality, uh, height, width, depth and time. Yeah, so I'm just going back to like these these beings that might not be from Earth. And okay, so humans have ears and a mouth. So that's how we communicate. Like if we were trying to talk to an insect that doesn't have ears, they don't have the tools to hear us. So it doesn't it's like that's useless. Yeah. Right? So what? about the the other beings you know, like what, what method are they using to communicate? They don't, maybe it's just like mind reading, you know, well, we, we can't that, tap into that. Yeah. That, that it, when we're on the other side, when we're not in this reality, when we're in, if you want to call it heaven or the non-physical dimension, that is the way we uh, communicate there. Thought, thought to thought. We, it, it's, you know, ESP on steroids. We, we don't have, a mouth. We don't have vocal cords, so we communicate through thoughts. And these aliens that are coming to see us probably aren't, they don't come from a reality necessarily. Some may do, some may, but they don't necessarily come from a physical reality. They could be coming from another dimension into ours to check us out. And so, yeah, that's whatever craft they're flying you know is is able to do that i mean it's they're so far advanced from us that you know it make us look like uh it, cavemen it literally hurts my head just thinking about it it, yeah. it honestly god hurts my mind because <laughs> I, I i i feel so just like 
that important sometimes. Like my capabilities of what a human being can do is just there's such a lack. It's lackluster, you know. Well, just remember, Jay. Though you're on this uh, evolutionary path, and eventually you'll get there. That's we're all going to be around for a long, long time. (laughs) In 500 years, brother. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, probably will. So, yeah. Hey, do you believe in the moon landing? The the one that I watched on TV live in 1969. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Well. (laughs) All right. I'm not stopping there. (laughs) <laughs> who, who is the person that that walked on the moon? What was his name? Uh, let's see. Neil Armstrong? Yes, correct. Okay. Now, I want you to do this for me. Neil Armstrong. First name and the first initial of his last name. And then you spell it backwards. It's probably, okay. hard, if you don't have a, it's probably hard if you don't have a pen. I can't do that in my head. Okay, I'll, I'll say it for you. <laughs> and it's the wildest thing. It spells alien. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah isn't that kind of wild? <laughs> it is wild. Yeah, but I, you know, I I do remember watching that on TV. I was actually at a restaurant. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> and they had it on the TV. You know, That's like, pretty good. Instead of instead of having the uh, you know football game on, they had the moon, moon landing. And, yeah, yeah. What was so, going through your mind? That's got to be surreal. You're seeing someone walk on the moon. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. A, it was. A, there weren't many people in the restaurant. I think most people were at home, obviously watching it, and uh, it was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, wow. Obviously, you know, haven't been back much since then. A couple times, I guess, but. You know, just right after that. Like, what was the last one? About 71 or something like that. 71 was the last time that we visited the moon? I think so, if my mm. memory serves me. The first one was 69, I think. And mm. we, we went several times. First time, they just went out and went around and came back. Right. And then they came, uh, then they landed. And I think they did that a couple more times before they... The whole thing, you know, quit doing it. If you were offered to go to to space, would you do it? Would you? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be scared shitless. Come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> I'd be afraid I'd never get back. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, but you're gonna you're gonna be reborn. Who cares? Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> That's the evolution part. A couple more years. <laughs> maybe yeah. 300 more years you'll be ready. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So. What's the, uh, what do you think the ultimate destiny of humankind is? You know, I, I, that's something I've thought about. And I, <clears throat> I think we may become universes. I think oh. we, may, we may be evolving into... Being the being our own uh, infinite mind, but I don't know. I do think that we eventually return to the to our source, but we maintain our uh, sense of personal consciousness. That we we be we, we stay us, but we merge. I had a a very strange and mind blowing experience when i was about 35 i i was in at that, no that drugs time, 
no jokes. I was no drugs. Did not okay, even right, gotta ask. Not, not even marijuana. Okay, I was right. <laughs> or alcohol. I Perfect. was. Uh, it was a beautiful Saturday or Sunday afternoon. I I owned a house. I had a wife. I had a child, and I was on a lounge chair in my backyard. It was like seventy-two degrees. It was a beautiful blue sky, and I was just kind of there meditating, and I. It's like I'm my mind merged with the infinite mind and whatever I thought about, I knew all the answers. And it was like it was kind of like a what's many describe when they're talking about a near death experience where where you just you feel love, you know, you engulfed in it and you you uh, but you just the, are me, like you just just be. Yeah, yeah, you're like the the universe, and and really yeah. the thing that was mind blowing was whatever I thought about, it was like I knew about it. I knew all the answers. I couldn't, I didn't bring it all back with me when I came back to reality, but or this reality, I should say, but I, I, enough to know that we are part of something much, much larger, and that's that's really where we're headed. Eventually, so uh, yeah, it was just it's what's called a mystical experience, and I'm not the only person who's had one, and it's uh, it's not that unusual. I've known others who've described something similar. So I wish they had that in pill form. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> or we could just like find some way to replicate that somehow, and because I know exactly what you're talking about. Unfortunately, I had to take. Uh, LSD to get there, but what you were describing, I've I've felt it, and I was just what I just relate to you was just be, and I, it was the most calm I've ever felt, and I was just like, why do we overcomplicate everything? Yeah. Like we're just human beings. Let's just be. Let's just enjoy this experience. Exactly. That's really yeah. what we need to do, and I think we may be moving toward that. And I think there are different levels of of. Um, consciousness that we we come to over time and i think we're now in a transitional time that i don't know how long it'll take maybe 100 years but where we're moving from what's called third density into fourth density and eventually we get to fifth density and and we'll be we'll realize that we're all one and that we're you know what i think as jesus said whatever you do to the least of these my brothers you do to me well he obviously understood that we're all one and eventually, here on Earth, I think we're going to achieve that. It'll be a while, but I think we're moving toward it. Do you think it throws a wrench in the uh, the tire if we start integrating with AI into robots? Gosh, I don't. I the, the whole AI thing is really the question got... just popped into my head because I'm like, if 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 we if we end up like like basically becoming uh an ai like people won't die and that seems like it can affect this whole you know reincarnation thing of some sort well, I, one of the i don't know enough about that to really all i could say is we you can't download us into a computer i mean we're we're spirits we're not uh we're not physical i mean we have physical bodies that we operate in, but we're, we, you, I am mind. 
and mine can't be put on a ch computer chip. So I just I don't see how that can be done. I do think that AI is going to be is going to change things tremendously, and I hope it doesn't change things for the worse. But I'm optimistic. I think we'll uh, it'll find its place, and it's you know it'd probably take a lot of jobs though. But oh, then, definitely. <clears throat> but then uh, each time you get some some an advance. When I first started work, we everybody had secretaries. Nobody has a secretary anymore because we've got a computer. Oh, the computer is the secretary now. Oh, that, yeah. that slime ball. How dare you? Probably the best thing I ever did. Uh, the only class I still use that I took in high school was typing. And I was in the classroom with I was one guy and 20 girls around taking typing back then. Hey, you knew what was going to come, man. You've lived it before. You're, you're like, something's <laughs> telling me that I should take this typing class. <laughs> and, and since I'm a writer, it really does come in handy. It's something I Boom. use every day. <laughs> How about that? Steven, let's wrap this up, man. I appreciate you being here. That was a fun conversation. Thank you so much. Well, uh, I've enjoyed it too. Hey, listen, if you're, if you're, Listeners are interested in my finding out about my books or more about me. Have them come to my website. It's really easy to remember. Yes. S what is it? It is S H Martin. S H M A R T T I N. S H M A R T I N dot com. And you can find out about my books there. You can send me a email through the contact page. I'd love to hear from you. So great. To, yep. Do you have any uh, social media or anything? Well, I've got a uh, web page. I mean, yeah, I mean, my, but beyond my website, I, I do Facebook and. Uh, You're not I've on TikTok. Got, no, I have a uh, Instagram account, but I don't use it that much. Ah, okay. So okay. main place would be uh, would be my website. Beautiful. And All right. People do contact me through that, and I'll answer them. You know, uh, I'll be glad to answer questions if they have any. You know, tell them to get in touch. All right. Get in touch. Appreciate you, Steven. Thank you so much, man. This was awesome. All right. I've enjoyed it. All right. Everyone at home, thanks for listening. See ya.